We can't come into this. Why not? Just can't. But it's already happening. Raining down as cold as This song would be so much better with a finger up my butt. Not oh, wrong. Could have been a lubricant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are we rolling? Oh yeah. Looking in their eyes. Looking in their eyes. See a memory. See a memory. Alright, cut it, Kevin. Jesus Christ, you're gonna make me cry and ejaculate at the same time. <laughs> Are we live? Now we're live. Oh my god. Put the, throw that on B roll now. No! <laughs> I really hate that you possess the ability to do that so well. Oh yeah. Oh, we switched it up real good there. Went from a nice little slow ballad, courtesy of our lowly board up behind the glass. They still have you on an hourly minimum wage, right? Yeah. He's shaking his head yes. For pennies. Right, exactly. Like it should be. I'd love the game. Right. Alright, anyways, enough about uh, whoever that is, and uh, let's get into... What is this, episode four five? This is episode five. Episode five. I can count that on one hand. And uh, This has we, been a full minute of content so <laughs> We are the guys behind the glass. I'm Justin Alec to my left, the great Luke Legrano to my right, the average Mike Didino. Thank you. Yes, you're Good welcome. to be back. All right. Yeah, we missed you, Mike. Yeah. Did you guys miss me, though? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Would you care to explain exactly what some, happened to you? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Bullshit. Okay. No, I was holding out. I had some negotiations with WABC, oh. and my associates wanted me to hold out. I see, Mike. It's a preview of our first story today. Well done. But I have witnesses in this room that saw you here that day at 1 o'clock in here. the afternoon. My associates had advised that I don't do any extracurricular activity with WABC until my contract negotiations were settled. And how did that work out? Did you get a new contract, doofus? We're working on it. Okay. Uh, it's in the works. This okay. is why I'm back. Well, speaking of negotiations, Mike, Giggity. <laughs> we do know now that there will not be an official start to baseball as advertised. Rob Manfred should kill himself. I'll yeah. start Whoa, with that. Okay, okay. Let's that's a little that's harsh. A, that no, is no, a little harsh, bit harsh. Let's start with calling for <laughs> someone's death. Great start to the episode. But I will say that if, so, if, if, if somehow, miraculously, he does wind up dead... I wouldn't uh, be the saddest Guys, person in the Jesus world. Christ. Oh if my you God. could push a button right now, buttons placed to your left, and you could click the button, and Rob Manfred would be vanished from planet Earth, and baseball would start tomorrow, or there would be no baseball this season, what would you choose? That's an easy answer. Not only would I hit that button, I would smash that button. And I would smash force, it right with you. With all the force I could possibly, you know, uh, gather in one hand. Jesus Christ. I might even press it with two hands. All right, so... Rob Manfred is a clown. We'll start there. That's yeah. that. That's a given. Rob Absolutely. Manfred looked genuinely excited to cancel the season with his uh, golf club. What a fucking yeah! Lunatic. That was ridiculous. Practicing his fucking swings in between meetings. Listen, um, you know it, it's 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 sad. I mean, we joke about it, 
Um, and I don't think it'll become um, that real for us as fans until late March when you look up at the calendar and you see that, you know, we should have regular season baseball games that count. And, um, I, you know, I could be sitting in Yankee Stadium on opening day in the bleachers getting rowdy, soaking myself in, you know, a $40 uh, tall boy of Goose Island, but I won't be doing that this year because um, when do you think stupidity. a realistic timeline is for baseball to return, or is baseball not going to return until let's call it maybe the dog days of the summer, July, maybe when, August? When did, is that possible? When did like, base- is that possible that July? Yes, ju- absolutely. When did baseball fed. come back from COVID? What, what what month did we start it? I believe it was early June. Uh, I think that's I think that's a very realistic. Yeah. Wasn't it like a wasn't it like an eighties? 90 game season or something like that? I think that? that's a very realistic 60. model. Only 60 games? No way. Really? In July? No way. Or like late June? I don't think that's right. He's typing away. He's going to check on that. Yeah, yeah check, his, check, check in on that, that first, Mike. But 60 games. Wow. Suckers. I guess it really was. Wow. July 23rd to October 28th. Oh, okay. So it was, in Ju- it was, it was late July. July. I okay. remember it being in the summer. I think, I think in early July, late June uh, starts. Justin Ellick, please. Sorry. I'm making a point here. Sorry. I think a late June, early July start point is very realistic. I think we use a similar model coming back from COVID uh, because it looks like they're in no rush to bring back baseball. And as we found out today, uh, it's being reported that the owners of the Angels, the Diamondbacks, the Reds, and the Tigers all voted no on the luxury tax. And they're part of the reason that we're in this mess right now. Are, say, say those teams again, please. It was the Angels, the yeah. Diamondbacks, the Reds, and the Tigers. Are four people that we know for a fact voted no on the luxury tax. You know what all those teams have in common? They all suck. They don't win. Yeah. Yep. So, and like, what the fuck? Nobody cares about you or your franchise. We, talk, we talked about the Reds l- last episode. I brought that up. And, th- and that kind of makes sense. That guy, the luxury tax would be more than half of his net worth. He spends half his life savings on baseball. I, I get that to a degree. The Los Angeles Angels should have no business voting no on this. No. They've got Mike Trout and Anthony Rendo, Shohei Otani. And they're going to add more because they keep losing, and they're in this little purgatory right now where they just, they're good enough to almost make the playoffs, but not good enough to be anywhere near a contender. So I don't understand why we're doing this. I, I can't understand it either. I mean, you know, and especially if it's just a handful of teams that are holding this up, that, that's not only is it selfish, um, but if I'm a fan of those teams, I mean, how, how can you continue to pour your. Your blood, your sweat, your tears into your fandom, and uh, support a team that is deliberately holding up the start of the season. It's frustrating to be a baseball fan right now. But what I do want to bring up is, once baseball presumably returns, it's going to be a frenzy like we've never seen before. That'll be exciting. There are marquee free agents still. I mean, I'm looking at the list right now. Correa is still a free agent. Chris Bryan is still a free agent. Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story, Nick Castellanos, Clayton Kershaw, Kelly Jansen, Anthony Rizzo, Michael Conforto, Nelson Cruz, Kyle Schwarber, Carlos Rondon. These are all marquee players, former All-Stars. It's going to be an absolute frenzy. I want to jump right into it. Yankees right now, they have not made a move in free agency yet. Obviously, you would presume they do make a move once the lockout is settled. What do the Yankees need to do? Who are some players they should target? Well, listen, I mean, first base needs to be addressed. Obviously, Anthony Rizzo is going to be a free agent. Um, you have Freddie Freeman out there as well. I don't think you can bring back. I mean, you have Joey Gallo, too, on the payroll. Um, but, listen, he's not uh, he's not nearly as productive as the previous two guys that I had mentioned in Rizzo and Freeman. 
Um, you know, I mean, he can play Pepper with that short porch, but so can Freeman and uh, and and Rizzo. So I think you need to get you, you need to go hard after either Rizzo or Freeman. Bring in one of those guys to hold down first base for the next five to seven years, and uh, they need an arm though too. They do need an arm. They do. Need, Robbie Ray comes to mind. Robbie Ray would be a good addition for them. He is coming off his arguably the best season of his career. I always hate signing people off of their best season. But I think that makes sense. I actually suggested to my two friends, we were talking about this the other night. What about, this would be fun, I don't know how realistic it is because the Yankees don't need an outfielder or necessarily a third baseman, but if they went with the Rizzo-Bryant combo, that'd be pretty exciting. Listen, I'm not opposed, the Yankees, and the Yankees have never been a team that values um, a defensive, you know, uh, obligation or a defensive uh, position over... Uh, a bat. No, it's chicks dig the long can, ball. With exactly. the That's their motto. 100%. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing in a, a shortstop. You know, I mean, we've seen Glaber Torres. Uh, you could move Torres to second. Exactly. You could move LeMahieu to third. Go get me Corey then, Seager. Yeah, Seager's still a free agent. is still a free agent. I don't know if they're going to pay Correa the Supermax. Let's move on to Luke. Luke, you're a Mets fan. Mets obviously have been one of the few teams that are busy. Obviously, Max Scherzer. Obviously, Mark Canna, Starling Marte, Eduardo Escobar. As a diehard Mets fan myself, I think they're finished. Only thing I think they could potentially add is maybe a depth starter because after Scherzer and DeGrom, they don't have much depth. What do you think they do? So, I, I think that, that obviously, you always see reports that the Mets are going to make one more move. It literally has happened every day for the last four years. The Mets are one move away from being completely done. I think... They just need to address the bullpen. And I'm going to say that from now until the day I die, the Mets need to address the bullpen. Because right off the top of my head, I know we got Lugo, Trevor Williams, Trevor May. And after that, Mike, I can't really think of anyone. Anyone good. I know Drew Smith's in there somewhere. Uh, you've got so many depth starting pitchers that sometimes make that transition to the bullpen, like Gazelman in the past, uh, Sean right. Reed Foley. Right now, the Mets just have six relievers listed on their depth chart. That's Diaz, Lugo, May, Miguel Castro, who had a good season last year. Drew Smith, yeah, Trevor Williams. Not that's not good enough. I'll, 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 like, I'll back up on adding a third baseman. I know, I know, we just signed Escobar. I believe he's going to be used in that kind of utility, that Jeff mm-hmm. McNeil role, Mike. That kind of pl- play anywhere in the infield and play in the outfield if you got it. And Jeff the same. Uh, I love Jack McNeil. Most people that aren't Mets fans hate I, McNeil. I just I hate his face. Is his look. I hate his face. He's got face. a punchable face. And doesn't, doesn't he wear the double flaps, too? Is he one of those stupid idiots? Oh, he might be, but I can't I can't. I, think, I don't think, I think he's he a double rock, flap guy. I think guy. he rocks a double flaps, or at least he did at, at one point. Yeah, okay. I, I could back you up on that. But I'll, I'll, I'll succeed on that, and I'd love the idea of bringing back Conforto on a oh, team, no, no, team no, friend no, on no, a one-year prove-it. On a one-year prove-it. Why not? You don't like Conforto? I just don't want to pay him. Terrible, terrible season. And coming into the last season, he was going to make a lot of money. I don't think he'll make as much. He could probably gets probably still get a lot from another team. If he wants a one year prove it with the Mets, just stay home, try and get that those big bucks that he was working for. I'm all for it. That's the only thing that would make sense for the Mets. If not coming into the season, Conforto was a guy that was probably estimated to get in that range from four years to a hundred million. Yeah, obviously had a horrible season. Mets. Have outfielders. Marte's playing every day. Absolutely. You got to play Nimmo every day. Yep. And then between Canna, Smith, McNeil, who can play the outfield, Escobar, who could potentially play, play the outfielder, JD Davis. 
don't want Conforto. No interest well, in him. Well, honestly, and in regards... Unless, unless sorry, Justin, no unless they get him on a one-year deal. Yep, I, I, and, that, and that's and the, only that scenario, that's I like the that. only scenario I wanted. I, I wouldn't I w- mind adding a third baseman, and I think we need more pitchers, whether that be in the bullpen or just like a nice little guy that can kind of you know, play that, that four or five role. Uh, but other than that, I think the Mets are set up to be competitive this year. I will say this about Conforto and, and players of his elk. This lockout could be beneficial to guys like him who maybe had an off year last year and are heading into free agency still looking for, you know, somewhat big, big money. <laughs> Rich Radabali back there. Big, 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 big man. Um, so, you know, uh, with, with the free-for-all that it's going to be when they do hopefully inevitably get to playing baseball here uh, in terms of teams just going out and and dumping cash onto these free agents to pick them up as quickly as possible. I think that could benefit a guy like Michael Conforto, who's still looking for that four-year, $100 million deal like Mike mentioned. I think he might get that because of the lockout. And outfield uh, free agency, pretty shallow right now. Um, you got Bryant, who could play third in outfield. He'll predominantly play third. Nick Castellanos also, um, he'll play outfield and third base. And then you have Conforto listed here on CBS as the third best outfielder. So I don't think a one-year deal is realistic. The Mets won't pay him anymore. Quick question before we move on to football. Who has the better season this year, the Mets or the Yankees? I think it's the Mets. Just because just we signed one of, if not the best pitcher in baseball, a little bit of depth in the outfield, and the Yankees just haven't done anything yet. Yeah. There's, there's a lot left to be signed, but the fact that the Yankees have not done anything yet, I think the Mets are set up for a better year this year. The Yankees need to do a lot. I agree with Luke. I think right now, as it stands, the Mets will end up being the better team, but uh, we've seen the Mets come out with a better roster than they have this year and be a bad team. We've seen that Absolutely. in the past. I've so, said for the last four seasons, the Mets have a very good roster, a top 10 roster in the MLB, and they continuously fall in the face. The Yankees, see, I don't like the argument if the Yankees go in with this roster because they won't. That They, they haven't yeah. spent any money in free agency. It's New York Yankees. They will sign, in my estimation, one big arm, one big bat, and then maybe a secondary bat. That's what I'd like to see. And if they do do that, I, I, I believe that they will come out on top. I, and that's just because... You know, uh, listen, the NL East is, is going to be more competitive this year than I think the AL East might be. Oh, the AL East might be the best division in baseball. Well, look at the NL East too, bro. I mean, the NL East is very, very good. So The Mets and the Braves and the Phillies should be good. Marlins are a mess. Yeah. Nats. I mean, but in terms of record, uh, you know, I mean, you just, you tend, you tend to see American League teams um, come out on top in that regard, at least from, from my experience. Okay, I want to move uh, along to football here. Actually, some big news in the NFL this week. Combine was this week. Do you guys follow the Combine at all? No. I'll, I'll pay attention. Like, if, if something big... Remember when DK Metcalf had, like, that... Right. Mass, I'll follow stories like that, but I don't pay attention to the Combine. It's very overrated, in my estimation. You have everybody putting so much, I guess, time and effort into these 40-yard dashes. And these guys aren't even wearing pads. Like, it's, you know, it's not I a hate, direct I hate this 40-yard dash. Yeah. is nonsense. Because Baylor receiver last night, he like kind of broke the Twitterverse. Ty- Tyquan Thornton, I don't, I don't know college football that well. Never heard of him. Ran an unofficial 4-2-1, which would be the fastest time ever for the 40-yard dash. What does that no. mean, unofficial? Like he did it in a practice round? Um, it... it I think is it ha- one of those things they have like a manual guy doing the clock? I think they have a then, manual uh, guy doing, yeah. and then they go into the actual tape after. So his official time was four two eight, which was like third overall. John Ross has the fastest forty time. Do you get fastest forty time ever? Do you know what team he was on this year? This year it was, it was Giants. He was the Giants, but yeah. other than that, he was a first round pick. I believe he went eighth overall to the Bengals, and he's been an abomination. Mm-hmm. I believe the second fastest 
um, skill player, 40-time, was Dre Archer of the Steelers. Have you ever heard of him? Nope. nope. Exactly. So speed, 40 times yeah. is overrated. List speed doesn't mean shit. If you it can't catch man. a ball, if you can't, you know, if you can't break a tackle, if you can't run around guys, it doesn't mean shit. Is there a prospect you guys can think of right now? We don't have a lot of time left. Is there a prospect right now that you guys want to see more of that maybe you, you've been looking at for your team to help improve on? Well, I don't have a team. So that's why I wanted to ask you guys. You don't have a team. I don't root the, for a team. There's like no. There's, uh, are we talking guys that are going to be in the draft this year? Yeah. You have to have a team, first of all. I don't the have fuck a team. are you talking about? I'm a just pick one Mike, for the you, sake of the argument. Yeah, pick a team. Pick a team. Just I don't pick a team. I would. Oh, I would choose the Jets, but I hate Zach Wilson. Why? Everything about him. Just look at him. He's speaking of punchable faces. What? I mean, oh, look at the guy. He does have a very punchable face. Zach He's Wilson just a BYU a Norman Church boy that can't grow facial hair. Yeah. Playing in a sport with men. He's a little boy playing with men. He He's a soaker, me. dude. Do you know what soaking is? Do you think he's a virgin? Oh, no, he had a girlfriend. I take that back. He's a good-looking guy. They soak. Fill me in. You don't know what soaking is? Fill me in. Soaking is how Mormons have intercourse. They just just dip it in and they leave it there. Jesus Christ. All right, well. (laughs) Wait, no, that's Orthodox Jews. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Kevin, can I ask you a question? Why are you wrapping us up? I got more points, bro. Well, we'll have to to dive in more in episode six. Everyone. Get out, you're fired. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. We, we, we hate to see you go. Everyone, thank you for listening to episode five of Guys Behind the Glass. I've been Luke Legrano. I've been Justin Ellick. Mike Tadino. All right, everyone. We'll uh, see you next time. Peace.